You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. I don't want to put the audience under more pressure, but I'm going to start with a question as well. There will only be one question. Uh, so just say yes. Have I ever offered you a frozen ice pop on a night out? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's still possible. It's not going to happen tonight, I'm afraid. Um, so it, and you'd have to have been 18, over 18, I don't want to focus on people's age, um, between the years 2000 and 2005, and go to a club upstairs in the waterfront that I was involved in organising. And it's almost like, in my mind now, it's a bit of a prequel to Norwich Pride, because there's some similarities in the sense that it was all about a few of us sitting down in a pub, just thinking, well, we haven't really, we just want somewhere to dance that isn't that commercial, that where we don't have homophobia and like comments and go to the toilet, which is something I feel that I had, um, you know, I had felt maybe I would have gone to more commercial nights, taking some of that underground from the, 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 the alternative rave scene from the 90s, which was really, you know, kind of crushed by the government's uh, politics at the time. So it was all, all had to move into clubs and, you know, more commercial spaces. And so we sat around and we thought, and, and it is just really amazing now that we all kind of, seven of us, we all put like £20 on the table, said, right, let's book upstairs in the waterfront. It's, I don't know if people have been up there, there's a studio room. It's not, it's not that bigger room I think the capacity is about 300 and um and because a couple of people were DJs somebody could do the marketing it's still a little bit you know someone one person probably had their own computer you know it's that kind of time it's that era end of the 90s we didn't have all the technology that uh we have now and we want it to be a, you know a, a queer friendly inclusive um night and we decided that the name should be called absolution which at the time i think that was quite significant because it was in during the time of section 28 still and it was that idea that was put about by politicians that somehow our sexual orientation was sinful and so that idea that you could have a club where you'd be lifted up and be absolved of your sins I don't know. it seemed like a good idea at the time so it was called absolution and uh, what would happen on the night, and, and I wasn't a DJ, uh, I would do some flyering and things, is somebody would come up and they'd hang up these fireproof kind of uh, neon signs. Um, one of us would be on the door, you know, it was like very cheap to get in. Probably have about 200, 250 people, sometimes a guest DJ from London. And the music was hard house. So I don't know who listens to hard house. If I listen to it now, I'm a bit like, well, it's great for about five minutes and then my head's like god we really just dance it's bang 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 it's quite um it's quite relentless uh we organized it once a month and uh, we said it was attitude free i think as it went on we did say it was lgbt friendly we didn't really start with that but we kind of moved into that era and um and it just became this joyous 
occasion where people would just come and we would just dance and the beats and people kind of knew each other there'd be a lot of dry ice and uh, a lot of neon and glow sticks and people would wear these amazing things we did have a bit of reunion recently but I guess my point is that we were able to create that space we felt there was a need and then we did it and in fact we did it for five years it seems incredible now and sometimes it was really hard and I can't I don't think I can be up till four in the morning <laughs> even though one of the organizers and uh, I certainly wasn't one of the DJs uh, we had fantastic um, fantastic people DJ but my role was to do the flying and then in the night at some point I would get these very cheap ice pops I mean I don't have any I who buys ice pops if you go to farm I think even then I went to farm foods, it's not great. You could get a whole box of ice pops for about a pound. I don't want to be promoting ice pops, by the way. I'm not, it's not the sponsorship on the back. But they're ever so cheap, which just is quite mind-blowing. But they are kind of neon as well, and would freeze them. Uh, to be honest, most of the time they were frozen. Sometimes they were a bit soft. They would just go down everyone's tops. But anyway, they didn't care. People didn't care. Uh, and I'd go around in like a kind of freezer box, and I'd say, would you like... Would you like an ice pop? And I have to say, the state of people, even though people have been there, maybe before or for a number of months, they'd always go, oh, I really want an ice pop. But how much are they? They'd be like that. How much are they? And I'd go, they're free. They're always free. What is <laughs> Everyone always wanted to give me some money. I could have made a lot of money from those <laughs> ice pops. That's what I always thought. But I wasn't, you know, I'm a social, not a capitalist. And uh, we'd give out these ice pops. And they were awful things when I think about it now. You know, they're plastic, they're individual plastic. They're horrible colouring in them. People would just get them down their neon tops. I don't even know if they came out in the wash. But anyway, we gave them to them. People seemed to like them. Um, but one of the things, uh, and the reason I'm telling you, so I'm really hoping that someone's going to start a, a new club night up. I don't think I've got the energy. I'm looking to you to think, oh, yeah, I think we should do this, actually. Let's find a space in Norwich. But there's something now about finding those spaces. And one of the best things about it was, a bit like Pride, is that in some ways we had some control over it. Because, yes, we had the bouncers there, but it was great. If somebody came in and they were homophobic or, they, you know, they said something off to somebody, people would know the organiser, and they'd come to us and say, oh, Julie, that guy's just said that. Could say to the bouncer, we want you to ask them to leave. Now, it's quite unusual to have that control of what is still a commercial space, although it's kind of run by the student union, I think. So we then had some control, and that meant, I think, on the whole don't want to overstate this, but we tried to create a safe space for people, a space where particularly women weren't harassed. And I've been to some of the, you know, some of the places uh, in Norwich and I see how, you know, women are treated. It, it's just, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's just abysmal and it's something that has to obviously be challenged. And so it's something about that control of space and the fact we're trying to make it a safe and inclusive space, I think, was so important. Uh, but I also feel that now it, it's more difficult to find those spaces. We're not allowed to just go dance in woods. People want to find them. And I hope uh, if anyone was at Pride yesterday in the dance area, it suddenly felt like we had that kind of vibe. People were really dancing at the main stage. People were singing along. Um, one of my favourite moments from yesterday, I will just share this, not quite part of my story. Um, the uh, drag stars on the stage, which I'm wearing one of their T-shirts, Willpower, got everyone to sing... Um, Sweet Caroline, to the, to the song of It's Norwich Pride, to the words, they changed the words. And it was, very, it was very lovely. So I think my point is, and I'll finish on this, is that sometimes we do have some control about creating that. It just takes a few people to think, well, we, we want to do this. We do have some ability to create spaces 
for ourselves and to actually do that. And a few people putting a bit of money in, and it ran from 2000 to 2005. And if you see the Norwich Pride quilt, it's got all squares of all the different years, and there is actually a, a, an absolution square. And it says 2005, uh, the year, five years of hard dance. Now, I'd love someone to start up a new club. That's my plea to you, uh, but that's my story. Absolution, hard dance. Dancing is liberating. <laughs> True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website truestorieslive.co.uk.